Hi, I'm Matt. And this is Mark. And this is Awesome Men and Women Success, the podcast. Um, so, we should probably talk a little bit about what this is. Are we not, are we not giving our full names? <laughs> Guess not. Oh, man. This is anonymity on the internet. This is pronounced words good. <laughs> this is pronounced words correctly on the internet. All right. And, uh... So they'll never find us. I'm sorry. Go on. That's true. So our book is called Awesome Men and Women Success, and uh, we wrote it for NaNoWriMo, which is um, in November once a year. Write a people book. write. People try to write a novel in a month, and the novel being defined as fifty thousand words. Um, do you know how many words we have, Mark? I think we had. We might have had five thousand. 5,000? We had way more than 5,000, Mark. Did we really? Okay. I was at least half done with my part. Oh, really? Yeah, so um, we both just saw the number 50,000 and decided immediately that that, that was impossible, so we partnered up. So we only had to write half of it, and then we both failed. <laughs> I failed pretty hardcore. Yeah. I, I I got about halfway there, but... uh. That's not bad. Some of it's not funny, so... Um, sorry. Everything I wrote was gold. Yeah. Which is why I didn't... Yeah. Oh, I have a total sheet. Oh. Uh, you have a total sheet? Hold on. That's more complicated than me. You don't have to pull it up. It's okay. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. I have well, an accounting well, sheet. What's in this? <laughs> is it like finances? It's... Well, it's a... It's, um... Sort of. It says... Oh. I was many days behind. Oh, yeah. No, I wrote, like, uh... Two... Five thousand six... Yeah, I, I wrote like seven thousand words. Yeah, seven thousand? Really? Only seven thousand words? A little more, but yeah, I didn't write that much. Okay. <laughs> well, so the plan is we're going to read. Um, each of us will read one of our chapters each week or so. It depends. Some of them are variable length, so we're a little concerned about matching up in the end. <laughs> but um, we're going to read each read like a chapter after this brief introduction that you're all enjoying so much. And then, uh, after after we, run, after we oh. both read a chapter, we'll be done for the week, and then it'll be next week, and we'll do it again. And eventually, we will run out of chapters, and hopefully by that time, we will have written more chapters. Yeah. 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 Well, and then, uh, at some point, our book will be finished. <laughs> That's the plan. Screw the other thing is that, yeah. Yeah, and screw, like, uh, getting our content to be aligned with each other <laughs> in any meaningful way. Um, in terms of what our book is, it um, was intended to be, like, a, a parody of a success kind of book. <laughs> like, a how, like um, seven effective habits of highly effective something. Is that a book? I, was, I mean, it sounds like a thing. Yeah, well, it'd be kind of like that, but a parody of it, but I don't know, I never read that, so... Um, it's also supposed to be a cookbook. It, yeah, yeah, that's the other part. It's supposed to be a cookbook, but I don't know any recipes. This kind of dawned upon me while I was writing it, so mine are all made up and, and haven't been tested, so so use at your own risk. Yeah, some um, of the recipes might have been, like, plagiarizations from real cookbooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I plagiarized one from the <laughs> internet. I modified it. <laughs> Oh, uh, Betty Crocker is coming after us, which is why we don't use our real names. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, 
So, hopefully you'll enjoy the book, but uh, I'm a little nervous because, uh, you know, it's not that funny. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, our voice, we're not professional readers. We're not professional podcasters here, so uh, we might embarrass We're introverted us. engineers, so we don't talk much. Yeah, I, I usually go a couple days without talking. <laughs> seriously, and, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, here, yeah. Like, that's the weekend, so, uh, um, yeah, now it's sad cast, we, we but, talk uh, ourselves, okay. so. yeah, I, I talk to myself a lot, that's good, right? Yeah. Um, hmm, well, I guess we can just get started, so, um, so d- here it is. You'll be hearing, um, my first chapter, which is not the first chapter I wrote, uh, where you'll learn about probabilities and animals, and, yeah. the, um, no apologies. Nope. For the sound oh. or quality. No apologies here. Mark, you have a voice like an angel. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I'm very <laughs> I have I have the fragile uh, emotions of an angel too, who clearly oh. have fragile emotions. They should though, that'd be nice. Like emo. Um and what's your chapter about, Mark? Did you say that? Well I I mentioned it contained animals and probabilities. It's yeah. mostly like a long, you know, description of how to manipulate the probability fields of animals. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I was in, no sp- I was inspired uh, to write this chapter after walking down uh, with, around the the town with a friend of mine uh, and seeing squirrels and talking about squirrel probability fields. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I referenced things I wrote earlier. <laughs> well, that's not going to go over well. <laughs> I only reference like one or two things, but um. Well, well, I think before Mark reads that part, um, you'll hear me reading the forward to our book, which does come first in the book, really. <laughs> and I did write it first, so uh, we're uh, I'm I'm solid anyway, so, and uh, enjoy. that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, so here it is: awesome men and women, success. Yes. The forward by the forward, Sir Charles Barkley. When I was contacted to write the foreword of this most magnificent novel, I was a bit shocked. How did the authors know how to contact me, and what did I, Sir Charles Barkley, know of success? Ha 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 ha. I jest. Success? There is no nectar as sweet, not on this earth anyway. I among men have been blessed to taste it. And not only have I tasted it, I have drank my fill. I have been an 11-time NBA All-Star and one of only four players in the history of the NBA to score more than 20,000 points, have over 10,000 rebounds and 4,000 assists over my career. I've earned two Olympic gold medals for my country, and yet my success has not been purely professional. My wife, Maureen, and my child, Christiana, give my life meaning. I have a great sense of humor, if I do say so myself. Perhaps the greatest gift given to man, even beyond his wisdom, his mastery of science. So one man may look upon me and say, This is a man who has been given great success, and I would respond in laughter. Given? I have been given nothing. I have struggled every waking moment of every day of my life to achieve what I have today. I did not even make my high school varsity team, except as but a lowly reserve until my senior year. My life with my family has been at times troubled. At times I say or do the wrong thing, but then again, who doesn't? There have been times where the struggle has been overwhelming, yet I fought and I climbed. Now I stand upon this mountain. My jersey is nothing compared against my strength. 
I tear it from my magnificent chest and howl as the cool air bites into my skin. I hear the shrieks from the villages below, and yet success is fickle. Like the addict, I must have more, but where to go but up? The moon pierces the clouds above. I know my path. Every step I have taken has led to this. I climb down from the mountain. I travel down the quiet streets and enter my abode. I kiss Christiana on the forehead as she gently sleeps the beautiful sleep of a child. Marine asks if I will be coming to bed soon. No, not tonight, my dear. I crawl inside my fireplace and press the third brick at the bottom on the right side. The secret elevator hums and descends. I am lowered into my workshop as the glow of the lighting flicks and becomes steady. My latest project stands before me. I put the final touches on the third fuel cell controller. And now it is done. It is time for me to go. I step into my glimmering suit made from the melted gold of the countless trophies I have won and clamber inside the cockpit. It is a tight squeeze. My only regret is that my family cannot go with me, yet I know this is something I must do alone. I work the controls. The hangar I built into the ground of my backyard opens above me, cracks of light shattering the gloom of the workshop. The dawning sky is revealed, bleeding as crimson as a pomegranate. I hear the buzzing of the igniter. Everything is working. I knew it would. I labored on it for so very long. A roar. The thrusters engage. I'm pushed back into my seat. The world whirls. I look down, and my family, awoken by the roar, look up. I wave to them. I am still thinking of them as everything starts to fade away. The passenger sleep system is working. When I wake up, everything is dark again. I cannot move. I think for a moment that I am dead. This must be what it feels like. The warming of life begins to return to my limbs, and the ship's reserve power illuminates my surroundings. I am alive. My calculations were correct. Victorian scientists and dreamers often pondered the idea of a hollow earth, the center full of air, water, and life. They were, of course, wrong, but not entirely. While the Earth's core is not but solid stone and molten metal, the moon is quite different. Many years ago, the moon's surface was full of life, and not just life, but people. And then, there was a disaster. A massive meteor slammed into the surface, melting the core. Many of the moon people died, yet the surface of the moon was punctured, and the hollow, vacuous center was revealed. The water and survivors traveled through hidden caves, seeking air pockets as the atmosphere was burnt away. Eventually, they called their new home Lunaria, the Center Sea. It is here they live to this day. And now, I join them. This is the story of my greatest success. I share this with you in the hope that you will seek your own success. I have read this book. This contains everything you need to hope, to strive, and overall, to succeed. When you see the moon, think of me. Yours, Sir Charles Wade Barclay, November 1st, 2007, Lunaria, The Moon. Understanding and Manipulation of Zoological Probability Fields, or Understanding the Odds of Finding a Lion in Your Backyard.
Society teaches infants about Werner Heisenberg and battles against the Nazis and fatalism. However, they do not mention the work done by Erwin Schrödinger and his cats. Schrödinger, foreseeing the possibility of World War II, devised a plan to create an army of zombies to battle in place of soldiers. This was before the second Albert Einstein intervened, fearing that zombie usage would lead to the destruction of humanity, and instead advocated the creation of nuclear weapons. Apart from the evil Einstein, all Einsteins regretted this decision years later. The zombie army never materialized, but Schrödinger did run some zombie experiments. You may have heard about Schrödinger and his cat. Some Schrödinger apologists will tell you that this was a thought experiment to show the difficulty in certain aspects of quantum mechanics. This was instead a research project to create a virus and voodoo-free zombie. These experiments never created anything close to a zombie cat. Due to a faulty valve, neurotoxin was always released, resulting in several dozen dead cats. Schrodinger's work was not in vain. While he did not create a quantum zombie, his work inspired others to consider the art of probabilistically determining the existence of animals. By this, we do not mean to say that the dodos or Bigfoots might not have existed. We know for a fact that they have. Instead, we wish to help you, an awesome man or woman, determine what probabilities a given animal has of being in existence at a given point in space and time. As any infant can recount, quantum mechanics says that you cannot know with any absolute certainty the location and velocity of a particle at the same time. You can know one or the other. You can, however, with some probability, guess where the particle will be and its velocity. For an entity made of multiple particles, such as molecules, such probabilities are just the sum of the particle's probabilities. This applies up the chain to complex creatures like elephants, whales, trees, or humans. Most awesome men and women have a better idea than most of where they are and where they are going in life, but we can never be sure. More importantly, though, is determining where animals will be at any given point in time and space. At any given point while walking down the street, a tiger could suddenly appear in front of you, moving at 34 miles per hour in your direction. This is a situation that most of us unarmed non-tiger hunters would like to avoid. Obviously, this is unlikely for most of us, but for others, this might be a situation that has a high probability, such as for zoo patrons. These probabilities are dependent on several factors, such as the terrain, time, and what creatures in the area. The following information should be a guide in your manipulation of animals' probability fields. Cat. The mighty cat has a sympathetic relationship with humans, but most cats are still fairly apathetic. Therefore, the presence of a human will not greatly affect the cat's probability fields. Anyone who has ever lived with a cat will know that the cat's probability field spikes in the presence of a metal can tapping noise. Under these conditions, your resident cat will pop in and out of existence with each tap. If the tap is loud enough, random cats will likely exist around you briefly. Once the can has been opened, the field will stabilize, but if the food is not what the cat wanted, you will probably not see it. The cat is also unlikely to exist near veterinarians. Demon The mighty demon is mostly affected by lighting conditions and the presence of awesome men or women, who cause the demon's probability field to decrease. The demon's field is highest in the shadows, and in the sunlight it plummets below recordable values. The probability field will increase in the vicinity of a child's bed, specifically underneath a child's bed or in a closet. 
Because of the demon's aversion to cats, it is best to keep a few cats under your child's bed and in the closets. Studies are inconclusive on the use of stuffed cats and their impact on the demon's probability fields. Since the large groups of feral cats are likely to exist in dark alleys, it is actually safe to send a child down a dark alley, though preferably if there is a seafood restaurant nearby. The greatest risk to the child would be a blue whale crushing them near a barrel of krill. Blue whale. The mighty blue whale is the largest animal to have ever existed, and if they have their way, the largest animal to ever exist. The blue whale is most likely to exist around a large body of water, several hundred feet below the surface. For this reason, it is unlikely that you will ever encounter a blue whale on your day-to-day -day occurrences. However, the blue whale's probability field increases in the vicinity of a large quantity of krill. For this reason, you should remain cautious around krill processing plants, for a blue whale might pop into existence briefly, and due to their size, it will be hard to avoid them. Bird slash rabbit. The mighty menace of the sky, which we will explain of in future episodes, often shows up at times inconvenient for an awesome man or woman, so it is imperative that you, an awesome man or woman, understands how to manipulate the menace of the sky's probability field. Due to their weakness of consumption, you can up the odds of a menace of the sky's existence by increasing the local density of worms, although this only works between the hours of 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. One might wonder why you would wish to cause a menace of the sky to exist, and the reason is quite simple so you may kill it. But we don't recommend this senseless killing unless you plan on eating the menace of the sky, preferably in one of our given recipes. If you have a taste for penguin, then you should replace the worms with anchovies or krill served over ice. Beware of blue whales. Squirrel. The mighty squirrel is most likely to show up around trees. Within ten feet of a human, the squirrel's field will take a sharp turn towards the unlikely. Big squirrels are likely to exist around smaller squirrels, but the smaller squirrels are unlikely to exist around big squirrels. This contradictory relationship is what gives the illusion of squirrels chasing each other. A squirrel is likely to exist around a pile of acorns, but not around cats. That is why if you see a squirrel, you should be careful to not let your child play in the shadows for fear of demons. Tree. The mighty tree, which has a complex probability field equation, is more likely to show up where there are many squirrels and nesting birds. For this reason, the tree has a slightly smaller probability of existing around humans and hawks. A tree is likely, however, to exist around other trees. This combination of effects on the probability field is why a person walking through the forest will often pass a tree, then turn around to see that it has disappeared. This is because the probability field of trees in the distance are stable, but those close to you are always in flux. This is the origin of the inability for forest goers to see the forest for the trees. Zombie. The mighty zombie, while impossible to create from the quantum state of a cat, does have some non-zero probability field. Popular culture has taught us that the zombie has an affinity towards brains, and this is true. The probability field of the zombie will increase around alive, enclosed brains. The zombie's probability field will decrease around fire, science, and shotguns. Unfortunately, the shotgun's probability field is also negatively affected by the zombie. The probability of seeing the zombie increases in the presence of voodoo, man-made viruses, space debris, hubris, and other zombies. Awesome men or women. The mighty awesome man or woman is most likely to exist in areas where awesomeness is needed, or delicious cake.
please note that the cake should be awesome. Bigfoot. The mighty Bigfoot has a very low probability field in the presence of scientists, notaries, or functional video cameras. Many people believe Bigfoot exists in our hearts, but you, an awesome man or woman, would not deny that this would be an uncomfortable place for the Bigfoot to pop into and out of existence, since most Bigfoots are too large to pass through the aorta. Bigfoots are likely to exist around shaded trees, moose droppings, malfunctioning cameras, and UFOs. Police. The mighty police are likely to exist around speeding motor vehicles and narcs. Contrary to popular belief, the police's probability field will not increase around a donut shop. They will increase around guitars and mic stands. Donut. The mighty donut has a uniform probability field of existing anywhere at any time. Now that you know how to manipulate various probability fields, you might be tempted to create an exotic dish for very little money. To you, we say yes. That is exactly what you should do. The following is a simple recipe for a soup that will be food with some probability. Probabilistic soup. Ingredients, one pot, many water. Boil the water and leave it on, refilling occasionally until a chicken or whale ends up in the pot. It would be best to surround a pot with some krill, worms, or demons, depending on what you want to end up in the pot. Be aware that because boiling water adversely affects many probability fields, you will be unlikely to create a probabilistic frog soup. If you have a great chef, it is best to have that person on hand to increase the probability that the soup is good. If you try to manipulate local probability fields to add awesome men and women, or police, or the police, you will likely be arrested. This has been Matt. And this has been Mark. And I hope you found the preceding chapter informational. We'll be coming back next week for more awesome men and women. Success! Success! Yay! Yay! Awesome men and women success.